Isabella Hopp, Self-Destruction, A Slam Poem Lena has joined Ventress in the gate hut near the perimeter fence. It is somewhere before 3 a.m. We begin this minute close on Ventress. Backlit from the left, she pauses, enfolding her map, and she looks to Lena. Dr. Ventress, you okay? okay? Second five angle past Ventress on Lena, and without the map set on the wall, the framing here is deliberately off-balance. The left half of the frame is useless darkness. Lena seems not just troubled, but small, sharing the right half of the screen with the barely visible silhouette of Dr. Ventress. Ventress leans down and sets her map down, maybe, or picks something up. Lena slowly raises her eyes to make eye contact with Ventress. Ventress stands straight again, and second ten we are close on Ventress. Backlit, and now holding a cup in both hands. A glitch in continuity. Beat. Ventress looks down at her cup and speaks. This bit of dialogue is not in the script. Dr. Ventress continued. I was going to say when... when... She looks up, but to her left, not at Lena. As she continues speaking, she scratches next to her nose with her right hand. You didn't, you didn't tell, tell the team, team about your connection, connection to Kane. I wasn't sure if that was a good idea. idea. 
By now, Ventress is making eye contact with Lena, who remains out of frame to the left until second 19. Back to the previous angle, Lena off-center, the only thing well-lit in all the darkness. Then back to Ventress, her hands and her cup below frame now. Dr. Ventress continued, but, but after, after seeing, seeing that, that footage, footage, she turns her head to the left, to the right of camera, and looks into the darkness. Yeah. She turns quickly back to Lena. There is some lens flare at the bottom left of frame. I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure how, how they, they would have reacted, reacted to you. Beat. Second 31 on Lena again. Lena, why, why did, did my, my husband, husband volunteer for a suicide mission? In the script, there's a different lead-up to the question. After Ventress shows Lena the map and their destination, Lena speaks. Lena, the previous expeditions, were they selected in the same way as this one? From volunteers? Dr. Ventress, yes, they were. Lena, even the soldiers? Dr. Ventress, no one was ordered to go. Lena meets the doctor's gaze. Lena, then I have to ask, why did, did my husband, husband volunteer for a suicide, suicide mission? mission? Smash cut back to Ventress. Dr. Ventress pauses. The way is to the destructive element to submit yourself, and with the exertions of your hands and feet in the water make the deep, deep sea keep you up. In the script, she asks, why would I have an answer to that question? In the film, she asks, Is that what you think, think we're, we're doing? doing? Committing suicide? suicide? A strange question from Ventress. In the film, it has only been three years since the Shimmer was born at the lighthouse, but numerous expeditions have entered and only Kane has ever walked back out. In the script, but not in the film, Ventress specified 23 expeditions, 113 men and women. On the one hand, there is a sort of irony here in that she is being asked about the suicide mission in regards to the one individual who did not die within the Shimmer. But on the other hand, of course it is a suicide mission. Lawrenson was chosen because she is an alcoholic, Raddick because she cuts herself, Shepard because she grieves for a dead daughter, Lena because she ruined her marriage and lost her husband. We do not yet know about Ventress's cancer, though in the script, cancer has been mentioned a few times by now. We do not know much about Lena's childhood. In Vandermeer's novel, the biologist's parents are not the most stable people, from what little we know of them. She explains, quote, My mother was an overwrought artist who achieved some success but was a little too fond of alcohol and always struggled to find new clients, while my dad, the underemployed accountant, specialized in schemes to get rich quick that usually brought in nothing. Neither of them seemed to possess the ability to focus on one thing for any length of time. Sometimes it felt as if I had been placed with a family, rather than born into one. End quote. In Psychology Today, 6th December 2015, Peggy Lee Wuberman, PhD, explains the possible origins of self-destructive behaviors in childhood. Quote, Self-destructive or dysregulated behaviors provide relief or even pleasure in the short term, but ultimately get in the way of living a life that feels satisfying and fulfilling. These behaviors can include alcohol-slash-drug abuse, binge eating, compulsive computer gaming, self-injury, smoking, chronic avoidance, or a host of other behaviors that feel helpful in the moment but harmful over time. People who struggle with dysregulated behaviors can differ dramatically but tend to share some common traits. The following description is oversimplified. It might not fully apply to you, but it provides a general idea. If you struggle with dysregulated behaviors, you probably were born with a tendency to feel emotions a little more strongly than other people do. This is not a negative trait. In fact, you are likely to be more creative and or empathic. Unfortunately, you also may have grown up in an adverse or invalidating environment. Adverse environments it may include. 
extreme experiences such as physical abuse, neglect, or continuous criticism, routine experiences with family members who discourage expression of emotions or use dysregulated behaviors to cope with their own emotions, experiences outside the home such as bullying at school, abuse by another caretaker, routinely being excluded by other children, etc. If you were born with the tendency to feel strong emotion, and you were routinely put in situations that would be emotionally painful for anyone, then the pain probably started to feel unbearable at times. Chances are high that you eventually tried to turn off the pain. At first you may have told yourself, I'm just going to try not to feel, or I'm just not going to think about it. But over time, you probably felt like you needed additional help with turning off painful emotions, and so you resorted to one or more dysregulated behaviors. End quote. A study by Vanderkolk, Perry, and Herman, published in the American Journal of Psychiatry, December 1991, concluded, quote, Childhood trauma contributes to the initiation of self-destructive behavior, but lack of secure attachments helps maintain it. Patients who repetitively attempt suicide or engage in chronic self-cutting are prone to react to current stresses as a return of childhood trauma, neglect, and abandonment. Experiences related to interpersonal safety, anger, and emotional needs may precipitate disassociative episodes and self-destructive behavior. End quote. We never learn in the novel or the film what precipitated Lena's affair, specifically. There might not even be a specific trigger. Life is not often as neat as that. But for whatever reasons, she and Kane ended up in the military, ended up together as a couple, ended up married and they ended up in a lifestyle that did not fit with either of their personalities as they were at the time. Whether Kane neglected Lena by continuing to go on missions, or Lena neglected Kane by separating herself from the military to teach, one promoted the other, and the vicious cycle led them both to volunteer for the same suicide mission a year apart. That the film follows Lena simply means that we have a slightly better understanding of her motivation, but it does not mean that her motivation has more inherent value, or, alternatively, that hers is inherently more self-destructive. We can take her impulse to fix her damaged husband as a positive impulse, or we can take it as her attempt to make up for damage she has caused to their marriage. The results are the same. Second 40 on Lena. Lena, you, you must, must have profiled, profiled him. him. You, you must, must have assessed him. him. You must have said something. something. On Ventress, second 45, she looks down. Dr. Ventress, so, so you're asking, you're asking me, as, me a as a psychologist. She raises her eyes, and we are on Lena again, second 49. Lena, nodding. Yeah. Beat. Then back to Ventress, second 52. Dr. Ventress, then and as, as a, a psychologist, psychologist I'd say you're confusing, confusing suicide, suicide with, with self-destruction. Regarding destructive impulses, Edward Glover has this to say in War, Sadism, and Pacifism. Quote, Investigations carried out by psychoanalysts on neuroses and several forms of insanity have shown that behind these illnesses are to be discovered serious disorders of the sexual impulse, taken in the broadest sense, and serious disturbances of the mechanisms controlling aggressive or destructive impulses. These facts correspond with the classification of instincts into two main groups, viz. appetitive and reactive. Broadly speaking, the human mind begins to crack when it is unable in some way or another to master its destructive impulses, its sexual impulses, or any important fusion of destructive and sexual impulses. End quote. Lena's own self-destructive impulses we saw in minute 30 led to an extramarital affair with Daniel, definitely fitting Glover's description. A sexual impulse twisted together with a destructive one. We return to Lena, but before Dr. Ventures can continue her thoughts on self-destruction, Time runs out for this minute. 
we spoke, what was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside.